Okay, now I'm ready. And we're live. <laughs> I have resisted. Thank you very we're much. Stretching. We're stretching. Mm, we're stretching. In this case, it was in person for oh. your satisfaction. <laughs> okay. And I went to, um, with the, um, the Ladies of Portland, which is essentially a group of Black women here in Portland. The group was founded by uh, a woman who moved from Chicago and she was like, I live in a very white place. I need Black sisterhood. <laughs> and so she created this Facebook group, which I happened to join before I even moved to Portland because I don't know, there must've been something I must've known. Um, it's not a secret. Before I, right? <laughs> that it's so white. Um, so before I moved here, I went on Facebook and I just, I think I just typed in the words black and Portland and I joined all the Facebook groups <laughs> that uh, pretty much came up. Anyhow. Fast forward, um, there was a vision board session, visioning board session. Mm -hmm. I've never made a vision board. I'm not a very arts and crafty kind of gal, but I knew there would be black women there. So I was down. Um, so me and my old ass magazines and my scissors and my double-sided tape showed up to a stranger's house and girl, the community, the love. And right now I'm staring at my vision board. And one of my goals for this on my vision board, because I have seven categories, there's career, spiritual, financial, intellectual, family, physical, and social, which is what I'll talk about, is to uh, meet with other black humans at least one time a month. Meet for my That's spirit. not perfectly reasonable. I feel like yeah. you can do that. I can do this. Like that just means I have to go outside 12 times in the year. Mm. I can do this. Okay. I mean, in New York, I it was I was hope it, it was a blessing if I was home one time a month, like for a whole entire day, because I was so dang busy. But here in the Portland, mm, I look out my window before I leave the house. But anyhow, um, <laughs> so I met eight beautiful, bodacious black women on Saturday. Bodacious. That was great. And then on my way <laughs> out of there, because I was I was deep, deep. Um, I <laughs> took a lift back home and my driver, not an Uber. Yeah. She's been Look a while. You. Right. Look at you. <laughs> right. So anyhow, so I, I, I'm moving on up. So I took a lift and my driver was Mexican. And so of course, as per usual, Uber or nah, I had to know his like life history, mm. but he was letting me know about the best Mexican restaurant he's ever been to. Was and it in Portland? It was in Portland, but it's in like the super hood. Like, okay, okay. I mean, that makes and sense. And I'm like, see, but like I said before, I'm gonna get my driver's license, which of course mm -hmm. I have a gold Vespa on my vision board, which is supposed to signify how I'm gonna learn how to drive this year. Cause it's gonna happen. I don't know Do if I'm gonna get a gold Vespa. Do you want a gold Vespa? Oh, okay. If, if it just showed up, hell yeah. <laughs> I would be so cute with my little gold Vespa. Shit, I would have like a polka dot. <laughs> Helmet. Oh, I could already see myself. I'd be stylish as hell with a little red scarf just floating in the back. <laughs> Anyhow, focus. Um, so he was so dope, and we just co connected over culture. And he was giving me tips because I was letting him know I was gluten free for six weeks. And he's like, "Okay, don't worry about it. You can do this. When you're making your refried beans, if it gets a little runny, just put a little bit of cornstarch in it. Don't worry about adding no flour. It's gonna what be all right." What was his age range? Um, I would say he was in his twenties, like okay. probably like twenty six years old. Um, but yeah, it was it was so cool to just connect over food with someone because of course, at, right though, because at the vision board session, 
I didn't realize it was supposed to be a potluck. My bad. So I just showed up and ate. My bad. <laughs> but somebody made lasagna, chicken. Someone else made great. Someone else made cornbread. Like they was wait lasagna, chicken, gravy. Did you say gravy? Gravy, girl. I couldn't have the gravy. You knew it was flour in that gravy. Um, I couldn't have no lasagna. Why? Because pasta. It wasn't no gluten-free noodles. But it's okay. I was able to scrounge up enough. Um, and last but not least, I met Tracy Morgan. So what happened was, <sighs> let, let me let me live. Let me live. So let me tell you how I met so Tracy well. Morgan. <laughs> Tracy Morgan, though. All right. So I listened to this podcast, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Oprah podcast. And then you went to a live song. taping. And he was there. Super Soul. <laughs> so I was at work, right? And I was listening to the podcast. And I'm not saying I met Oprah because Oprah was talk- talking to Tracy. But Tracy, he was talking to me. So mm. Tracy and I had a conversation. <laughs> this man made me cry, Aisha. Like, I wasn't, like, blubbering and ugly face crying. But I'm here, like, dead ass working on a Did bicycle. Walmart holding story. Yes, girl. It's a girl. lot. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. It is so much. And see, I feel a connection to Tracy. He was also born in the Bronx. His birthday's the day after mine. I mean, given he's like 30 years older than me, but whatever. Like the point is. Than us. Is he? He's born in like, no, so 20 okay. years. My bad. I was like, he can't be that old. Mm, yeah. I mean, black. No, he's in his 50s. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was born, I think in 68. Okay. Um, and and yeah, his birthday's the day after mine. So I don't know. Me and Tracy, we like, we family, but he just don't know it yet. But he had a conversation mm, with me. That happens so often. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of family members, you know, and Apparently. they just don't know that we related. That's all. How about you, girl? Did you meet any black people? Did you leave your house? I left my house. So mm, I, by yourself? Um, I mean, today I left my house by myself, but okay. These are good things. Uh, and I left my house by myself when I went to that Kwanzaa celebration. I went alone, thank you. Um, but either way, um, this time I did, this, the time I met other black people, I did not leave my house by myself, unless you count the black folks that were also utilizing the bike path, running and walking. And I they're said not, hello to them as I always not do. To you per se. What? They're not with you. No, they're no, just around but- you. Yeah, they they were nearby, um, <laughs> but there was this one guy because I was going back and forth. I passed him like three times, and we had a connection. It was great. <laughs> um, but last weekend I went to IKEA and with my husband, and we did so well. We only bought the things we went for, and then when we were trying to leave, we got frustrated, got into a little argument because we couldn't figure out how to get back to the parking garage. <laughs> but we were hungry, and that's what. Wait happens. a minute, you keep you keep. You keep freezing. <laughs> we were hungry and couldn't figure out how to get back to the parking garage. So, oh dang! So we. That's what happens when you're hungry, though. <laughs> yeah, I think they be pumping something in the vents at IKEA, though, <laughs> <laughs> to make people angry. So they'll fight with their uh, with their significant. Wait other. a minute! I feel like that might be real, though. Hold <laughs> up! We were almost out the door and literally trying to find the parking lot. <laughs> I can't set you up. They are pretty much through the vents. I know they are. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. on Sunday, um, we met up with Will's old coworker from the Bay um, when he worked at SoulCycle, um, mm-hmm. and he's white, but his girlfriend was not white. So she is my. <laughs> 
She's your black person. <laughs> she is my black person. Will's co-worker's girlfriend. Will's co-worker's girlfriend. Mm. Did y'all like have a, did you speak with one another? We did. Okay. We did. Okay. There was conversation. Um, she's from the, well, she is from California. Oh, my phone. I'm sorry. She is from California, but um, she went to high school around here somewhere in Georgia. Mm. And so her mom lives here. And so she was visiting and he came with her and we went out to dinner. Um, mm. She's really cool. I, I liked her. And apparently yes. I wasn't awkward. And this was a really big deal for me because I mm -hmm. am incredibly awkward when meeting new people. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, but yeah, the waitress was particularly, um, she was having a hard time. She kept mm. taking everybody drink order and I was real hungry. I wanted some food because I had just been four hours on the bicycle and I hadn't eaten anything. And I was yeah. real patient though. She just kept walking away from me when I was trying to get my food. I know this is irrelevant, but I was very upset and I wanted to share. <laughs> this is important. Yes, get Aisha her food. Get me my what food, please. And my non-alcoholic pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> These are, oh no Shirley Temple for you? No. No, 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 not this time. Mm. They had smoothies, so I wanted something. Okay. Everybody um, else was drinking with grown up drinks. So I wanted something that was kind of like a grown up drink. And I wouldn't right. trust them folks to make me no pina colada because apparently the margaritas were trash. So mm, mm. good to know. <laughs> Noted. Noted. I mean, whenever no, um, I show up. Shirley Temple. But yeah, that, that's my black person. <laughs> <laughs> I left my house. All right. You did it. I'm yes. proud. I'm proud. When it's cold, I hibernate. Like I don't go outside. This is like today. Like I was so excited. I was smiling. I was saying hi to everybody. Um, right now, my Instagram stories, like literally, is like I'm outside. I did it. I did it. <laughs> uh, this is the ground. I'm really outside. <laughs> oh dear God. Oh jeez. Yep. All right. <laughs> Fix it like Jesus. 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 I'm Laura Solis. And wait, 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 wait. Oh, you paused. I thought you was done. See, I thought I was done too. And I was like, wait, I need to say more than that. Okay. I'm Laura Solis. And according to my vision board, this year, I'm going to dress like a fashionable auntie. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why that excites me so much. Because <laughs> you a fashionable auntie, too. I saw me see your pictures. <laughs> I'm Aisha McGowan. And um, according to my mantras, mm -hmm. I am not going to overextend this year. Um, yes, girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, who you have for Yas Queen? You, you uh, pick wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I feel like we need to tell people during every episode what our podcast is about. Oh, that's a, I feel like that's, a, that's a brilliant idea. What like is it about? Thing we, well, you are listening to Fix It Black Jesus, and we're, <laughs> we explain. Topical topics, if you will, for people Topical in the back. topics. Is that like ointment or like? <laughs> I said topic. Ew, no, that's gross. I, I mean, mean, like relevant in the moment. <laughs> no, top. Come on, people. Expand your vernacular out here in these streets. No, I mean, like relevant of the moment. 
Oh, oh okay. Gosh. Can't take you nowhere. I'm going to eat my sour gummy worm. <laughs> Anyhow. You don't have to take me anywhere. I don't leave my house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go anywhere. You're right, though. But next week, they might going, not happen. For I'm going back. To, I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. <laughs> Are you really? I really or am. You just I, can, I can spare that opportunity okay. to, uh, to. I didn't want to waste it, but I am going to California on Tuesday. <laughs> A lot of mercy. A lot of mercy. Anyhow. So for Yas Queen. Oh, wait, hold up. <laughs> That one a commercial just started, and this lady was telling me about an electric toothbrush, and I was very confused. <laughs> Woo, okay. So for Yas Queen, my Yas Queen, I actually don't know her name because the article actually is from the Weather Channel. Um, they didn't state her name, but it she is a black bus driver in Milwaukee who was driving along, you know, minding her own business. Well, not mind her own business. She was actually paying attention to the road because she's a bus driver. She was being safe. Um, I don't need y'all to be suing her or nothing. Anyhow, and she noticed a woman on the sidewalk in distress who happened to be pregnant. And she stopped the bus. And the other folks in the bus helped the bus driver get the woman into the bus. And they all sort of waited until the ambulance came because the woman thought that she was about to have the baby, that she was in labor. Mm -hmm. Now... I just feel like this is heroic for a few reasons. One, you know, she cared about someone else and their baby. So that's a big thing. But I just think about being that girl in the bus in New York on my way to work. And the bus driver just stops for what I think might be for no reason. Like, excuse me. I got places to be, people to see. And the black bus driver done did this. See, because I feel like my people, and by my people, I mean like black people. Yeah. When they driving, they <laughs> want to just go about their business. Mind your right? business. But it's like it's, it's mind your business, right? <laughs> it's mind your business. But she was like, "Hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute." Something not right. There. This person needs my help. <laughs> and so I just thought that was dope. That I mean, in this day and age, we don't often hear about the good things and just the simple things that we could do, which is just be considerate of one another and help each other in you know the simplest ways. And the fact that everyone else on the bus seemed to be in agreement that yeah, this is actually the best thing for us to do right now is to stop what we're doing and help this person. Very simple, but it's those little things, folks. Be nice. Let's do some random acts of kindness this year. Let's be nice to each other and not be disrespectful because I will cut you. I'm sorry. How about oh. how about you? Do you have a yes? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, you know, I just I just needed to be clear. I might be nice, but I will cut mm -hmm. you if you if you're crazy. Anyway. Um, so these folks really want me to care about the the winter Olympics or winter sports in general. Girl, like, yeah. a lot of that going on. Um, but Star Andrews, I guess when she was nine, there was a viral video of her video of her um, skating to whip my hair back and forth hmm. by uh, Willow Willow, yeah, um, Smith. And mm -hmm. this year, she skated to um, a moment in time or something like that by Whitney Houston. But she's singing the vocals and oh. killing the game. Heck yeah. Um, did, wait, can she does she sing as well as she skates? Because I imagine she skates very well. It didn't distract me, so I guess it was fine. <laughs> All right, that's what's up. 
I mean, I wasn't paying mm-hmm. attention to the singing, but I wasn't paying attention to the singing. So in my opinion, that mm-hmm. that's good enough. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, wait, so, I, I just found the video of her up uh, for when she was nine years oh, old. Nine, oh, she was so cute. She's got like these little hair extensions. It's adorable. Hold on. I need to see this. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. Did, see, if you would have told me that she had only been skating for two weeks and now she was going to be in the Winter Olympics, I would have believed you. I don't think apparently she's going to the Winter Olympics. I think she just moved up from the junior ranks to the senior ranks. I have no idea how skating works. I'm not even going to pretend to know how skating mm. works. But she's doing her thing, and that's what I care about. So she gets a yes queen from me. Not for nothing. When I you love- were a little kid. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you, like me, pretend whenever the Olympics was on that your couch was a part of the Olympics with you and you would do flips and such on the couch and by flips, I mean, just roll your little brown body around it, not necessarily actually, you know, somersaulting and such because that's what I did. And then when it came to the ice skating part, I would go onto the carpet and I would just be like, whoa, whoa. carpet. <laughs> that's not how I sound. Anyhow, and... <laughs> My mom would be like, Loudie, Loudie, back on so And out shoot, I thought I was in the Olympics. How about you? Were you ever in the Olympics in your head? Oh, we were all in the Olympics. Okay, good. Okay. Just make I it was sure. gonna run track. I was gonna be a gymnast. Mm-hmm, me too. Gonna, well, I was gonna ice skate. I was gonna ice skate like me too, me too. How about swimming? Would you gonna be a Yamaguchi? Um was I gonna swim? I was gonna swim for a little while, but mm, maybe in the relay, so you don't gotta be like that. Was it? I, I see. We would have been on the same team. I was gonna do a sprint. I didn't want to do none of that distance <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Can we do like the one time across? Because the flip yeah. me every time. Wait. See the flip. flip though. I feel like I would get that wrong. Yeah. Mm, I don't. I feel like that. I would like mess up and just swallow a bunch of. I've I've done it right <laughs> a couple times, but. You know, I'm gonna need some more practice before I go to the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> all right. For swimming, <laughs> need some more maybe, maybe next, maybe next time, maybe next, next cycle, time. next cycle. What year? 2020? 2020? No, 2022. That's when ah. we go. That's all when right, we go. 2022. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we won't be going to Pyongyang, but we gonna go to the next one. <laughs> yeah, wherever that one's at. Mm-hmm. All right. So, oh, I did want to mention. I know he's not a queen, but. I didn't, I didn't look up his name. I didn't look up nothing else. But the American, um, the U.S. bobsledding team for the Olympics, oh, yes. there was a brown mm-hmm. face in that crowd. What? We must find out his name. We must shout out his name. I just saw it and I was like, okay. And then I, I had to do something else because I, I didn't. Ha- I had, yeah. But we gonna look him up. Somebody gonna look him up because we need to know who he is. I see you, Indeed. black man. I see you. Okay. Uh, moving on to our discussion topic for this week um we wanted to talk about um respectability politics and what that means to i guess us really because we can only speak for ourselves eh um Word. but a- i'm of- sorry you canadian all of a sudden i'm sorry please continue. <laughs> we want to talk a boot <laughs> focus Aisha. let's we can focus we can do this we can do this <laughs> Oh, I found his name though. It's Hakeem Abdul Sabur. Wait, no, it is I think not. Two. I think that's two, Aisha. This man, he's got to be a black man. Hold on. Wait, I think what? It's Christopher Kinney as well. But no, Aisha's name is Hakeem Abdul Sabur. 
remember that. But Aisha, no, there's three. <gasps> oh what? my God, there's another one. Nicholas Taylor. Why am I dancing? Why am I dancing? <laughs> Aisha, there are three people, at least three people of color. Yes. We're trying to see if there's any white passings, any anything yes. else. No, but there's definitely three. Hakeem, mm -hmm. Nicholas, mm -hmm. and Christopher. Yes. Yes. We see you. Yes. We see you. You get snaps. You get snaps. All of the snaps. Yeah, snaps go and claps go. And around the worlds and all the in living see, color things. Now I need to make of. sure. <laughs> now I need to make sure. <gasps> Did you hear? Okay. Yeah, you what? I'm getting ahead of myself because we're supposed to talk about them in black creative, but in living color is gonna be all who oh, not in living color, living single. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Different my show. Bad. Different they, show. They both living, they both living. But one both of them living was living in living color, people. and the other one was living yeah, single. Yes, these people are living single. That they're gonna be on the Hulu. Oh, I need to talk to you about how we can get Hulu and Netflix for free. But we're gonna talk about that offline because you know the NSA listening to us. So anyway, um, always continue. And now on. they have video. But uh, <laughs> right. I need to put a little a little sticker on my little. Uh, I need a Peter put Peter Peter. Peter. I need a Peter. <laughs> okay, we need to. <laughs> We, we wanted to start our discussion on <clears throat> respectability topics. I say it like that because I don't know if that's what I want to call it, but that's what we can fully understand. Respectability politics. Yeah. I don't know. Let's just start it. Let's, mm. let's just talk about it. So mm -hmm. this week there was a little boy in an H&M campaign and he was wearing a little green sweatshirt and it said coolest monkey in the jungle. And <clears throat> a lot of black folks just weren't here for it, myself included. I don't know, Laura, how'd you feel? I'm about sorry, it? you're gonna have to say that again. I didn't hear you after you said little after you said the little black boy was wearing something, you went out. Oh, okay. So this week there was a little black boy who was wearing a little green sweatshirt in an HM ad, and the sweatshirt said coolest monkey in the jungle. Um, and a lot of black folks weren't here for it, myself included. What about you, Laura? How'd you feel about it? <clears throat> that sweatshirt and that little boy. See, my issue is because the way you even said it doesn't sound like there's anything wrong with it until mm -hmm. you learn that it's a little black boy. And in this oh, country, no, you mm -hmm. might say he was a little black boy. See, but I feel like boy. he was like you was setting me up. So I like this. I like this. <laughs> so, um, the little the the problem is that it's a black child, and in this country, we know how historically in this country white people have compared black people to being monkeys. And it is, you know, obviously very dehumanizing, literally dehumanizing to do that, to make that sort of comparison. So for H&M to do this tone deaf thing, which is put this child in a t-shirt or sweatshirt, whatever it is, in a top that says uh, coolest monkey in the jungle. And then to have his white counterpart wearing an orange shirt that says, survivalist or something of the sort yeah it was like hold on <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute words mean this things y'all words mean so much and that was just tone deaf and i mean and admittedly there's a part of me that's like they did that shit on purpose because you're gonna tell me all the people at hnm.com headquarters all the people involved none of them was like hold up this might not be right. And I know they issued their apology earlier today, I believe. They issued their apology on their little website. 
little non-apology? Of all of the non-apologies we've heard, I think theirs was, it, it was probably one of the better non-apologies. I mean, I still mm-hmm. ain't going to be shopping there. Mm-mm. Excuse me. Um, but and that's a shame because we shopped there often. Oh, my good. I mean, fast fashion. But in general, I'm trying to decrease my fast fashion consumption. I'm going for quality, quantity. So H&M, really the wave on that. But I'm I'm not okay with it. How about you? What are your thoughts and feelings? Um, <clears throat> oh, and what's really good with they mommy and daddy? They didn't notice what they child was about to be wearing? Oh, you want to know what mommy said? Because I know what mommy said. What did mommy say? Mommy said, and I quote, People should find something better to do with their energy, like solve world hunger. End quote. <laughs> See, and this is where I appreciate, this is where I, I literally think it takes a village to raise a child because sometimes your own mama going to be like, well, we're going to get this check. We're going to get you to go to college with this paycheck. It is important to note that mommy lives in Stockholm, Sweden, and hails from Nairobi, Kenya. So maybe culturally, this is not something that bothers her. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I'm not a Kenyan woman living mm. in Stockholm, Sweden. Mm-hmm. But I am a black woman living in the United States of America. And I know H&M is a world, a global brand. And they should yeah. know better. They should know better. Maybe mommy don't have a problem with it. But H&M consumers will have a problem with it. They do have a problem with it. And H&M should have been more mindful of that. Did you hear about how Diddy uh, signed him with a $1 million contract? contract. See, but the way mama said up. The way mommy's acting. um, See, I don't. But But like I said, it takes a village. Because I did appreciate how so many people, you know, on the internet, so many people of color, so many black people changed the image or the wording that was on the child's shirt and they put a <laughs> crown. It's like, I love how we can remix the shit out of you know anything. We fixed it. You know who remixed it, Laura? Who remixed it, Aisha? <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, your girl, Rachel. <laughs> how does she come up almost every episode, Aisha? <laughs> Your girl, how do you, I'm not even going to ask you how you know this, because you know about things that are in the depths of the internet. What did her shirt say? Actually, she gets five more seconds. Oh, she didn't get it right, though. She didn't get it right either. <laughs> Aisha, how did she get it wrong? Didn't she study this? <laughs> Come on, son. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh. okay. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need to put on my vision board that Rachel will not be mentioned in any more episodes. But she just keeps making herself available. Yeah, she does. Like, yeah, she does. She's got good PR. <laughs> she's got great PR. No, she's just she's just an awful. Like, why mm. are you here? Mm. Okay, so the shirt. So the shirt. I think she's is she selling the shirt. She was. She's doing too much. Whatever she's doing. But hers says coolest prince in the hood. No, no, <laughs> no, you missed the mark there just a bit, there, friend. And by oh, friend, God. I mean but, you. But woman. the thing that killed me wasn't even just the terrible reenactment of her um, sweatshirt, of the sweatshirt, it was the caption on her Instagram. I got to something about. Do you about, follow her on Instagram? No, I, 
what? No, you know somebody sent this mess to me. But <laughs> mm-hmm. something along the lines of us moms or something like that. And I was like, Rachel, you cannot sit with us. <laughs> Wait, she's a mom? I don't know. Do I care? Do I care? Do I care? See, you gonna make me Google this. She, she has a child? Does she claim that her child is black? I don't think I don't I don't think so. I can't. I don't I'm not gonna look this up, Laura. I don't want to know anything else about Rachel. I'm Googling it. I should probably do it on a on the needle browser. I don't want the internet thinking I like her. Oh, and NSA already hears our conversation. Oh. <laughs> Who faked her race gives birth to baby boy. She she has a son. You she has you want to know what she named her child. Oh, Do you want to know what Laura, she named her child? Laura, why are we still talking about this lady? Langston? No. Atticus. Stop. Nope. Stop. Stop. We're done. <laughs> We're done. No more. Who is the dad? Who's the father? Who did this? The identity or ethnicity of the baby's father has not been revealed. Oh my goodness. Rachel. I mean, I have let, I mean, not that I have any control over this woman, but in my heart, I have decided that she gonna live in her little corner of Washington state and do black hair for money. Like, mm-hmm. and that, that is where I will leave her. But she just keeps creeping on back in and doing the mm-hmm. most. And I don't understand why. She, she did indicate named after Langston Hughes and Crispus Atticus. Yes, she well, did. Who would it be? Um, I mean, well, because she has to explain it for her. You come on, Aisha. Come on. Oh. I mean, and, you know, we're also here for the people in the back. So here we go. Ooh. <sighs> okay. Focus, but focus, focus. In the vein of respectability politics, it, the big question would be like, is it necessary to be upset about a sweatshirt, a little boy wearing a sweat, a little black boy wearing a sweatshirt that says coolest monkey in the jungle? And the answer is, hell yeah, hell it yeah. is. You can't just ignore history. You can't ignore these parallels to King Kong and every other ape monkey. Once we let some of that shit slide, it only gets worse. So it only gets worse. Yeah, we need to keep it in check. Essentially, otherwise, it just gets worse. And it really, thankfully, this was something that had a positive outcome because I would like to say. It was clear that the black community came together and were like, nah, 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 we need to take care of our baby boy here. They swiftly came together. Um, and swiftly. They, exactly. They swiftly came around and was like, Photoshop, here we go. And boom. In in the in the most beautiful and best ways. And then, you know, put your money where your mouth is kind of deal. Um, folks are saying they're going to boycott and Diddy gives the kid a million dollar contract, things of that sort. I can dig it. I can dig it. I we should follow up on that though, because you know these people be trying to <clears throat> be heroes in the moment, and then they just kind of shimmy away. Yep. Um, this is so true. I would like to deep that full four months like from now. To He's gonna make that little big boy get cheesecake for him from juniors. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What I want you to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> reference weight. Give me a cheesecake. Context. Context. Uh, there was a reality show on MTV called Making the Band, was it? Making um, the Band. I don't know. I'm going to say like 13. We were still maybe. in high school. And there, one of the things that Diddy required of the potential artists was that they walk across the Brooklyn Bridge from, I'm going to say probably around Gramercy Park is where they started. And so they walked for a few miles to get Diddy some cheesecake. 
And then at the end of it, I, th- I don't even think he had the cheesecake. I think he's, he was gone already, right? Oh, yes. And we need to follow up with Diddy. We need to follow up with Diddy. That's what we want. We need um, to make sure he uh, he comes through. Yeah. Um, but Follows through. In recent news as well, there was um, another reality show. I don't actually know which one. Was it Love and Hip Hop? Mm-hmm. With Amara La Negra? I think it's Love and Hip Hop Miami? There are so many of those, um, and I watch none of them, but I did see this clip going around, and um, basically there was, I guess, Amara was looking for a producer, or she's a a singer, rapper? I actually don't know. Yeah, she's, she's a singer, I believe. Okay, and she was looking for a producer for her work, and she was, like, interviewing with this guy... And he was just being all kinds of rude, like telling her that she needed to look a certain way to be in the industry because she is like this beautiful brown skin woman, but she identifies as Afro-Latina because that's what she is. And he's like Afro-Latina, like she's made that. Mind up. you, mind you, he's Latino himself. So yeah. just to show you the ignorance that lives within the culture itself, if you will. And he's like, wait, you're calling yourself Afro-Latina because you were in an Afro? Like, wait, what? So she she made the same face you're making right now. Like, wait, what? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. And so she, she broke it down for him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm very proud of being an Afro-Latina. And he's like, that's not a real thing. Like, he just was- He refused to accept that. Bewildered by this concept. And was like, yes, you, you know, it can be kind of, I forgot the term he used, like uh, when, you know, Beyonce does it, you know, wearing a fro, it can be a little funky, but she knows how to be more elegant and so forth. And he, he was just saying less Macy Gray and more Beyonce. He literally like, said less Macy yeah. Gray and more Beyonce. Like, like, like what? what? And she's like, wait, so is having an Afro not elegant? Is that what you're saying? And he was like, yeah. well, Pretty much? Pretty much. No, it's not. And she's like, and yeah. And so she walked out as I think she was, you know, rightfully so. She's like, I'm not going to be able to work with you. Like how, you know, not we're not going to call her crazy though. Didn't he call her? Oh said, yes, like, he sure he, did. Like, he it did. sounded almost like he was coming around. Like he understood what she was trying to tell him. And then at mm-hmm. the end, he, like, he was like, nah, scratch that. You're crazy. Like, and that's when she walked out. And then what else can you do? Like nothing she said was ridiculous and she wasn't demanding anything but respect and he was being mm-hmm. all kinds of disrespectful mm-hmm. just like get out of my get out of my life you know what actually this is your space i'm gonna leave <laughs> yeah exactly like wait you live here or you work here i'm, I'm go. going to go now i don't need to be here and she left um but it's like simple stuff like that even your it'd be your own people that and then but like the way the like internet that. the way the internet swiftly yeah. it though swiftly Yo, we are tired. <laughs> we ain't got time for it no more. We are tired. But people tired. are so divided. Okay. <laughs> people, yes, we're tired. Um, but people were so like it was such a polarizing yeah conversation, which admittedly was not to any surprise of mine, but <clears throat> it was no less disappointing. It was more disappointing to me. But again, still not surprising when I actually watched the video for myself and saw that he himself was a Latino. And I'm like, hold up. Are you 
Like, you can't tell me you don't got a dark-skinned auntie. Like, you can't tell me living in Miami, you don't got a dark-skinned auntie somewhere. Like, everyone has- You ain't never met no Afro-Latina woman. Not one? Like, not are you for serious? Because people pretend as if Celia Cruz was the last Afro-Latina in the world and the rest of us went out to pasture. Like, excuse <laughs> me, where do you think we went? What do you think happened after Celia Cruz, we all died? Like, <laughs> come on, son, come on. I can't, I can't. And so, you know, so you have, it, I won't go into this right now, like into too much detail. I mean, it'll be a conversation for another day, but it seemed like on the one side you have, the Latinos that are like, well, she's clearly not just Latina and, she, and she's clearly not saying that she is, or they'll say she's not Latina at all. Like you're just black. Because how, wait, I, I'm, uh, how, how do you, what? You can't because you can't be both, Aisha. No, what, you can't be both. What do you mean? You can only be black or right. First you can of all, be Latina. Black is not a nationality. Let's just- What? Wait, wait what? 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 Hold up, wait a minute. Wait a minute, what? All I right, thought. so I encounter this a lot because my whole thing is I want to be the first African-American female professional road cyclist. And yep. I always hear people coming back at me, oh, well, there are already black pros. Like, that is not what I said. Is that what I said? I'm sorry, mm -hmm. is that what I said? Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to say it again, because you didn't And hear even me. some of the folks that try, like, actually, you know, some of the folks that will do stories on you will miswrite your mm -hmm. goal and say you are looking to be the first black pro. But I'm female. not. And it's like that's not what that's not what she said. And that ain't what I said. It's not what I, I said. Know if people think that maybe it's a part of respectability mm -hmm. politics that you're referring to yourself as African American mm -hmm. versus black in that sense, because in some contexts the words can be interchanged, and in other contexts, like in your, it's not because black means all of the people. That have the skin with the melanin. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, much what with the, the melanated folks. Now, here's the, the thing folks. I do believe it was more interchangeable maybe half a century ago, like during civil rights and mm -hmm. before that, because we were still segregated. There weren't, there wasn't as much immigration going on yet because it was just black or it was white. So if you did have these sub nationalities of blackness, nobody cared. It was irrelevant. But I feel like now um, people are more vocal about their actual heritage, about their actual nationality. And while African-Americans might not necessarily know their specific roots and could interchangeably just be called black or black Americans, there are now more non-African-American black people in this country, lots and lots and lots of them actually. And it's a clear distinction to anybody who is within that community, honestly, especially if you don't identify as African-American. I don't know if I can agree with you as far as saying that 50 years ago, immigration wasn't, because of how our population is set up now anyway, perhaps that's correct, but I mean, my, most of my family immigrated into this country. Let's see, my mama is, and then she was 19. And so actually, yeah, my mom immigrated into this country exactly 50 years ago this year. Um, Cause she was 19 and she's gonna be 70 this year. Um, and these populations of folks already existed, you know, obviously all over the country. And even within the culture, if you will, and I think I mentioned this, I forgot what episode it was when we had Mundo on, and I mentioned how if 
you are, or I'll speak for myself. Um, you growing up, I would hear about the American blacks versus in, or in lieu of saying just black in general, there was always a clear distinction when the con when a conversation was being had about, cause you know, like, let's say you and I are having a conversation and I'm like, oh, so what's his girlfriend black? You know, your um, Will's <laughs> coworkers girlfriend. If this conversation would have been had in my house and I was telling my family this story, they would have asked, is she American black? Or is she Caribbean black? Like there, there, mm -hmm. that conversation always, or those distinctions always existed. Now, given, was that a part of mainstream America? Obviously not. Apparently, you know, like that's where we are now. And we've made lots of progress since, you know, civil rights and so forth. Um, but even in my own neighborhood, when I was, um, when I still lived in the Bronx and I was in what is sometimes called Little Jamaica, it's a super Caribbean neighborhood of the Bronx. I lived up by Eastchester and oh yeah if you were to dare call my neighbor who is Jamaican American do it African don't do it now given I no 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 now I'm gonna say it's a two-part thing though where on the one side it's certainly about being very prideful of their Jamaican heritage mm -hmm. but then on the other end of that it's also about not wanting to be confused for an African American because African Americans are so-called lazy and mm -hmm. that's a you know that's a conversation that we can delve into in another time and but to say you know I, we know ourselves and this with Amara made it even more evident there's so much divisiveness or division within the, community. within the community. It's like, we are fighting this together, people. Like, why are we going against one another here? But to bring it all back to Amara and the foolishness that is the black people saying, well, she ain't black, Latina. No, no, not even like, why is she pretending to be mixed with something? She ain't mixed. She's clearly just a black woman. And it's like, well, she ain't saying she's not black. And like I say all the time, I'm an Afro-Latina, I'm a Garifuna, but I would be picking cotton with the rest of them too. I mean, like, hello, I, what the way my skin is set up. That's how, like, that's I'm not saying what, that I'm what, not black <laughs> by no means. See, that's what matters at the end. Like, seriously, seriously. Cause that's, it's like, what box would they put me in? The black box. That's where, oh wait, airplanes? Moving on. Um, but like, now that we're not being put in those black boxes, it's important that we have the ability to identify, to self-identify. And my identity is very important to me. I know your identity is very important to you. Amara's identity is very important to her. And I know every Jamaican I've ever met, their identity <laughs> is important to them. So Indeed. for y'all to all clump everybody together, I mean, I'm not gonna pretend like white people don't get clumped together too. But oh, when it happens oh. to y'all, when it happens to white folks, they get surprised. Like, how can you not tell the difference between Italian and Portuguese? Like, <laughs> like how well, actually, to know? yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but you're right. Like, and you're not black, so you look white, right? Isn't that like, how unfair is that? Right? Isn't that un that's pretty unfair? I, I get that. Yeah. I, I mean, if I go into, if, if I walk into a room. If I walk into a room right now and someone would say, oh, I was surprised to hear that you're Latina, I would not be offended um, right now in this moment. 
I would hope 20 years from now, oh yeah, and I'm in a room full of white folks. If I was in a room full of Latinos and someone said that, it would be upsetting. Because again, I know one of your aunties, uncles, Chris, you know, grandpas was dark-skinned it. And so you know someone in your family that looks the same color as I. But I know that this is the kind of foolishness that is still occurring. Um, but to call all white people just white people, yeah, I can see how that's not. It's not fair. It's not fair. That's not fair. That is how I group them, generally speaking. Like, unless I mean, if you're American in particular, like if you're like fourth, third, second generation, something else, like mm, you white. What kind of white are you? Like, <laughs> like is any like, like? Here's the thing: white people be okay. So I've been reading these books from like the early century, like not this century, but the previous one. So the early 1900s and white people around like the beginning of like the makings of this country. And when immigration was like first booming, they would be singling out of the white folks. Like they're not white folks, but at the end of the day, everybody always hated black people. Now Italians would be put on the lower rung and like Irish folks would be put on a lower rung, but mm -hmm. black folks will always be on the very bottom. And eventually mm -hmm. Italians and Irish folks shimmied their way into regular regular ass whiteness and they was just as white as everybody else. But my black behind was still black. You know, like it don't yep. <laughs> you didn't you didn't get to shimmy on up, Aisha? I didn't get to shimmy. I don't get to shimmy. <laughs> but you started the shimmy. That ain't even right though. That oh, they ain't took even the right. shimmy. They took the shimmy and then they shimmy to the top. <laughs> they took your shimmy away. <laughs> but it's like mm. That's that's honestly. I mean, different. no matter how I try yeah. and flip it, reverse it, tuck it, it don't matter. Like I can call myself Afro Latina, I can call myself Jamaican American, I can call myself straight up African. It doesn't matter. You see me as black, you're gonna put me on that bottom rung. With that said, however, because I, admittedly, I don't necessarily mm, no. I am of the school of thought of when I know better, I will do better. So I was about to say, I don't necessarily care about being politically correct, which I, that is true to an extent. And I mean, I'm, I've never pretended to be perfect, but I will say, I don't wanna be inconvenienced to make sure that I'm calling you whatever it is you trying to be called and I need to do homework in order to figure out what you're trying to be called. So, for example, uh -huh. oh, no, that's a terrible example. We can't talk about Rachel no more. Well, um, <laughs> my question is, why do we need to, like, in most instances, my problem isn't so much respecting how people identify. It's when people identify, why do people have such a, why do other people have such a hard time accepting that? Like, if you tell me, oh, yeah, I'm a Italian totally American, different. I'm going to respect that. I mean, before Don't you said that you was just a white person, that's fine. And if I meet you, Laura, for the first time, and you tell me I'm Afro-Latina. Before you said anything, you was just a black person. But now Absolutely. you are Afro-Latina, and I'm going to respect that. And that is, and that is all I we're think, asking. That is what, all I'm asking, at least. I can only speak And I think that's what matters. That's what matters at the end of the day, that we're being respectful of one another. And even, like, let's say the first time you, before you, no, that don't make no sense. But the point, <laughs> the point being... I'm always going to be respectful. So let's say if we turn this from being about race to talking about um, if you are a non-cisgendered person and I meet you for the first time and I am unsure of what your gender is, I'm going to 
I, when I'm describing you to, let's say I'm describing this person to you, Aisha, I'm just going to say this person, Alex, or I wouldn't say this person, but I would say Alex likes coffee. We're going out for coffee later. I still might not know what Alex's gender is or how Alex, or what, identifies. Or what, or how Alex identifies, but guess what? You still going to be Alex and I'm still going to call you Alex and I'm not going to even ask you about your gender. Because that ain't my business unless you decide it to be. It's not my business. But as soon as you let me know, oh, my name is Alex. And but if what about for whatever the reason, bathrooms, Laura, we got to know what's going on downstairs. If we going to, why do I need to know what? I'm just why kidding, do I need I to know that? Oh, I'm like, I don't care about what bathroom you go <laughs> that's to. Like, that's like the argument. Oh, what am I gonna tell my kids? Why you gotta tell your kids anything? That's Alex. That's all your kids. I mean, not for nothing. When I was in kindergarten, the boys and the girls used the same bathroom. Mm -hmm. So ain't nobody I mean, got time for that. Ain't nobody got come on, teachers was it? Come on, son. Come on. We was all in the same bathroom. We was good. <laughs> was no problems. There was no confusion. No, I didn't have any trouble. <laughs> I didn't I knew what to do. <laughs> I figured it out. Exactly. Like, oh, okay. He, mm -hmm, he, that's that is like my right. least favorite thing that people say when encountering difference and change and confusion mm -hmm. for them. What am I going to tell my kids? Like, the truth? Really? Seriously. <laughs> children are very resilient. They and they're but, but they don't need to be resilient. Else, they learn what they also more, they learn what you teach them, and they're also much more accepting than adults are they sure because are. they they are not as close minded as we are. Jesus. Christ. Black Jesus, of course. Anyhow. Mm -hmm. <sighs> but speaking of which, there's this thing with Genuine this week on another reality oh, show. Word. We're just getting all our news mm -hmm. reality shows this week. I don't remember which show it was, but he it's, was on this. in the Europe. I don't know. It's it in the Europe. Europe. But he was on a show, and I guess there were transgender women there. Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah, so it was a transgender woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. It's a transgender woman. And I believe it's. She, I think it was like a um, what's that show called? The Big Brother. I want to say it was something related to that. Anyway, please continue. Sorry. So she posed the question: If I was a woman, if I was like, if I met you and all you knew about me was that I was a woman, not that I was transgender, not that there was any T involved, would you? Was it? Would you date me or would you be attracted to me? I don't remember the exact question, mm -hmm. but something along those lines. And Genuine's response was, not if you told me you were transgender, no. Um, mm -hmm. And then after all of that, he kind of like was cuddling up next to her. And yeah. then she went in for the kiss and he denied the kiss. He said, no, that's what he said. He said, no. And so these two so things- So they were still friendly despite yes. his- Yes, he wasn't into response. the kiss. Got it. So. Mm -hmm. When he said no to not wanting to be attracted to or date um, this person because um, they were transgender and because he turned down the kiss, the, the, the internet went up in the arms and they called him transphobic and said that he was transphobic because he denied, denied her because she was a transgender woman. And I have some thoughts about that. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think it's fair to accuse Genuine for being transphobic for rejecting a kiss. I personally have a large bubble. Mm, their bubble is very large. I would, I would say it's above the average size. The only person Personal that's allowed to kiss me is my husband. My dog, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes my Boris, my mm -hmm. cat Boris, he gives me kisses. Occasionally <laughs> I let a family member, you know, on the cheeks. 
if I'm in a foreign country, maybe I will be respectful of the customary cheek kisses and everybody's mm -hmm. got like a different method. We got the one on the one side or the two on the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need a uniform kiss method because that's no, what we do. No, we don't. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Let, let the cultures prevail. It's going to be all right. It's oh, going to be all right. I was, I was, I was going to learn all the customs. <laughs> you did so well this week. You did so well. <laughs> Woo. Mm, me and the Europe's, me and the Europe's. Um, Anyhow, but, uh, please continue. But yeah, that doesn't, that is just, if if somebody's trying to kiss you and you don't want them to kiss you, you are entitled to say no. He didn't Absolutely. hurt her. He didn't say anything offensive. He said, no, he did not want to be kissed. And that is fine. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as him not wanting to be, not being willing to be attracted to or date this person because they are a transgender woman, mm -hmm. See, that is so complicated <laughs> because we are socialized in a very specific way, or we have been socialized in a very specific way to believe certain things to be true. And my thing is the biggest issue that we have as a society with people who identify as transgender is that we don't want to see them how they see themselves. So hmm. if this okay. woman identifies as a woman mm -hmm. and we see her as a transgender woman, we are discrediting her womanness. I agree with that. We are discrediting her womanness and it is a barrier that some folks are not able to overlook or able to get past. And it's a very real thing because my theory social... is just like with races, eventually mm -hmm. they'll all die. That is my theory. Um, but I will but say, but we have to teach I, the new generation better, or they won't oh, die. Of course, otherwise they won't die, and they'll just, of course, they'll just learn what the previous generation knew. But that said, I, I don't know what future. I don't know what future Laura is like because I ain't met her yet. Uh -huh. But current Laura would have, at a minimum, a challenging time. dating a trans man i'm heterosexual um and i just say that to say that i would not date a trans woman um or because a woman. i don't like i don't like women at all <laughs> in that way um but men hey but i got a boo ow um but <laughs> <laughs> we don't need sound effects we just need me uh, <laughs> but Thinking of dating a trans man, I feel that in if I were asked that question, I would have answered it similarly. And it's admittedly, I know it is because of how I've been socialized. Um, and and it's not and it's a challenge because there is a part of me that wishes that weren't necessarily the case. Like I want to be open to loving, and I mean this romantically, obviously, like do I have trans people in my life that I care about? Absolutely. Um, but, ooh, ooh. How's that different I don't from your black friend? Excuse me? Oh, like when people say I have a black friend? Oh, I have black people I care about. That's kind of what that sounds like. Now. No, I don't feel like that's the same thing. No, no, no. Those people say, I know I have a black friend. And it's their coworker, Leroy. I don't know why I'm <laughs> Leroy. I'm sorry. And it's their coworker, Leroy, that they've probably had lunch with once what i'm saying is i couldn't be in a romantic relationship with in i don't believe so at this time even if i didn't have a boo um because i 
Yeah, that's that seems. But that is like, transphobic, you know. I don't have an irrational fear. Phobia means I have an irrational fear. I do not have an irrational fear towards trans people. It's also to say I okay. So how would have a challenging time dating someone who was in a wheelchair. Like, I am not saying I couldn't do it. I'm just saying it would be really challenging. I live in a second floor house. This would, this would be a challenge. Like, there would be things that I would have to deal with as far, you know, lovemaking. What's that going to be like with, I'm, if I'm with a person that's, you know, um, disabled below the waist? I like sex. So this might be a problem for me. I'm saying, like, there are going to be challenges there that I would have to overcome mentally. So now and are we comparing disabled people Being, to I was just trying to figure out like what's who like, are what other is a fair people? comparison because the comparison that people have been giving is oh I don't date black guys well see I I wanted to say that but like I would date the United Nations so like I, I couldn't use I couldn't use but I although that said I'm not upset at someone who says that they are they have a preference of only dating black people as a person who's in an interracial relationship I don't have a problem with that like if you have a preference for dating people within your race and that doesn't come from a place of hatred of others, I don't have a problem with that. Like, and for me, and this will be a conversation perhaps for another time, I, yeah, I don't necessarily even wanna get into it so much right now, but I can see wanting to preserve culture in some way and i say that as a person who is in a relationship with a and uh, he's an immigrant in this country homeboy knows three languages i know three well i know but i should know three i only know two languages if we were to have children only. now we got right <laughs> now we got five to six languages we need to talk to or teach to our children like dang culture 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 anyway going back to if someone said i prefer to date black women or white women, they came to me because I was interested in them. They were like, I prefer to date white women. Would I be offended? Hell yeah. If I thought they was fine and I wanted to date them, shit. But, oh well, do you, boo? As long as it doesn't came, come from a place of hatred, like don't come to me and be like, you black monkey. Like, fuck you. I get you jumped. But, <laughs> you see, like, okay, noted. <laughs> but, so, I mean, could I compare that to being, yeah. Because, admittedly for me because i'll be honest for me dating a trans person a part of it comes for a, or the some of the challenges comes from an emotional state um as far as like is this person do they feel whole now like now that you have uh done your transition do you now feel whole and complete and admittedly maybe i watch too much youtube but I've seen some folks who have done the opposite where they've done the transition and then they go, they detransition, I think it's what it's called. And it's like, wait a minute, are you gonna switch it up on me? Now, maybe that's just a very small percentage and I just so happen to see a lot of people because YouTube was like, oh, you like this video, you should watch all these other videos. And it's actually just the 10 people in the whole wide world that have ever detransitioned in the whole, you know, ever. But I don't know, it, for me, it doesn't, I don't sense stability when I think about a trans person. And I recognize that I have a lot that I can learn potentially and that, and I'm open to learning and learning more about what that means. And I, 
don't mean to offend. I just mean to be honest and I'm open to learning more. Uh, but I don't, I'm not in a place right now that even if I were single, that I would feel comfortable dating or like immediately jumping into a relationship with a trans person. But does future Laura think that she could? Maybe. Shoot, 10 years from now, who knows? Like, yeah. I was about to say, what if my child says that they're trans? Like, shit. But I ain't ready for that conversation because I ain't trying to have no babies right now. But anyway. <laughs> Ooh, but one of the six children might be. I mean, you just never know. know. I mean, I like to look at it like, I feel like I, while I wouldn't necessarily be offended by somebody saying they won't date black women or mm-hmm. whatever, I do understand how that could be problematic. Um, and I think that we, we as a world and as a society need to move to a place where we um, just want to date people, you know, where we just want to date people that we are attracted to and not necessarily get hung up on genders. Yeah. And um, I don't know, like it makes it makes me question, like, is sexual orientation a thing that needs to be focused on? Is that something that we're socialized into? Is that? Mm -hmm. I do think that we are socialized into that to some extent, especially as an American society where we have two genders and that's not necessarily customary around the world to have only two genders. I mean, so I guess that's where, because I think future Laura would be open to loving, well, I do want to have babies. So I would want to be with someone and but they don't necessarily have to be biological so yeah i guess i think future laura could be into being with a woman if you will okay because i just fell in love with a person exactly regardless of their so-called gender there you go um and i so, think that's but, what everyone is asking but current laura she ain't there yet she ain't, she's not she ain't there, there yet there. and that's fine there it's it's all a process, and we're all learning and, and we're all growing. But, but and eventually, all saying, of us confused folks are gonna die off in that new generation. Exactly, I'm telling you, it's it, just like who's the dinosaurs. Got, who's got it right? Oh, they're gonna, maybe the dinosaurs were racist, and that's why they had to die. <laughs> no, too much. Dinosaurs okay. were racist. <laughs> You know, see, we don't get down with them brontosauruses, you know. <laughs> All the stegosauruses, you know. <laughs> what about the velociraptors? The velociraptors are okay, but the T Rex, nah, no T Rex. <laughs> Lord have mercy. The original Tyrone was the Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> I think. I think. We can end this discussion there. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Something that I thought was interesting. This week, someone out, I forget where actually, someone, where, no, I don't know. Someone mentioned to me that they used to work at a Friday's, uh, like the, me, the restaurant. It was, it was me. Oh, wait. <laughs> like someone told this to me. Someone at work, I don't remember. But yeah, you told me about how you guys couldn't use ethnicity in your descriptions. We like not, what? I was, Foolishness? A, I was a host at Fridays and we were not allowed to be like, um, if describing someone to someone else, we couldn't say, oh, that black lady. We'd have to say like the lady in the red dress. Or, <laughs> That's so the man ridiculous. With the it's just like, this is so ridiculous. I was like, all right. I was with it though. I was into it. Aisha. If there are I was into it. 100 people in the room I and there's only one black person, mm-hmm. 
but they all wearing the same outfit. How you describing this black person, Aisha? Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> they, they might all have wear the same hair. Outfit. They might have different hair. The lady with the short hair. Nah, they all wear. They all wearing a wig. It's the same exact. <laughs> same exact. Your, your same shoes. Your scenario is unrealistic, Laura. <laughs> nah, nah. This could happen. Maybe they in formation. You don't know. You okay. don't know. Well, then the lady standing in the corner next to the other lady standing by the door. <laughs> wow. Wow, who's geography. standing at a 45 degree angle? That lady over there. <laughs> uh huh. I had, I had my struggles. Okay, we we worked Ridiculous. around it. Ridiculous. We worked I don't mind. It. I remember at my last job, someone had spoken about that how like uh, how a customer had come in to the store, and I worked in a place I was a black person, the only person of color there. Um, a customer that I had worked with previously had come in on a day. But they were like, hey, I had a really good time working with, oh, I forget her name, the black woman, and that the person that they said this to was offended for me. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I am a black woman. <laughs> I'm not offended by the fact that they described me as such. Like, if they would have came in and said, I liked talking to the white woman, okay. Like, you didn't remember her name. Like, And I think that kind of sums up the whole, like, I don't know. The, the whole thing with respectability po politics is, some people are offended by some things. Other people are offended by other things. And sometimes it feels like people are trying to figure out what they should be mad about. <laughs> mm -hmm. And in the case with, like, in the case of, like, H&M as a brand, it's, like, the only way around something like that is you can't just have one perspective to look upon. You can't just have one Black person in your office or on your crew or on your team that gets to decide for the entire Black population. Like, <laughs> yes. that doesn't work. You need to have an actual diverse staff of trusted people who can say, mm, that might not work out. Something ain't right about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Multiple people with multiple opinions and multiple backgrounds to draw yep. from. If you're going to represent people in your, your, your media, if you want Black people money, then you need to also be paying Black people money to represent those Black people. Indeed. AKA, you need black employees on the team that is making the decisions at the top. <sighs> and Wasn't it you last week that mentioned and that? The uh, and the women's and, and the, the women's women. that Google no Facebook and so the non-cisgenders and the non-cisgendered folks because they don't get represented. We need and disabled folks because and the they disabled also folks don't get they don't get represented. Nope. I was all just listening. Nope, not relevant. But uh, yes, diversity of all sorts, whether it's physically it's diverse, socioeconomic backgrounds are different, educational backgrounds are different, just all sorts of and then diversity. You're wondering, because then you'll actually have people around who can. Okay, okay. Vocalize. However, though, how do you feel about on the other end of that? Uh -huh. People that have a target market. Uh huh. So, like, let's say Abercrombie and Fitch, I believe. I think they were a company. I forget what company it was that was like, we don't make clothes for fat people. I think that was like the quote. Oh, um, because they make clothes for just small sized humans. Mm -hmm. And I think they probably could have said that differently. Maybe, I, know, I know they could have said that differently, um, more respectfully. But I, dang, I want to say it was Amber Crombie. Admittedly, I'm not going to look it up right now. 
American company that, you know, because people were like, you don't make things that are bigger than a size eight or something like that. How do you feel about companies like that? If it's not Abercrombie, my bad. If you want to throw some at me, hey, what's up? But um, that have a target market and they're very open and clear about who their target market is. Then they're not trying to sell to that demographic and that's their business. And that means that other folks need to not give them their money. I mean, it is what it but is. You, so then, but what about those people who are, and we're just going to keep using Abercrombie because let's say you're a size 14 mm-hmm. and you can't, you know, the brand doesn't make clothing for you, but you're like, Hey, what about us? What do you think is a responsible and respectful response from that company? That's like, we only make clothes for people up to size four, something ridiculous. Um, I mean, there are companies that only make clothes for plus size women and that is what they do. That is their thing. I don't, th- I don't think there's any, see, but the, that. that's in response. That's in response to there not being enough availability for plus size people though. Yeah. But is it the responsibility when you, when it comes to sizes, is it the responsibility of a company who is doing a specific thing to make things available for everyone? Is it, is it their I, responsibility? I admittedly, as a future entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, is entrepreneur French word? Anyway, um, I mean, I just see that it's fiscally more responsible for me to have a target market than it would be to say, I'm going to, you know, be open yeah, or targeting everyone, like just see what happens here. Um, but I do think it is our responsibility to be respectful of one another. And by yeah. that, I mean respectful in their response. Because I remember actually there's some companies, there's a bike company that made a product. I think it was a hoodie that you really liked. They only made them for men. And I emailed them and I was like, hey, are you guys ever going to make, because I wanted to get you one for your birthday, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't make one for women. And I was like, hey, are you guys ever going to make a women's line or a women's version of this hoodie? And they were like, you know, it's, it's out there in the future, but it's not currently something we're working towards actively because it's, you know, we're just trying to grow the business from where it is, where it stands right now towards, you know, the men. And it was like, okay, I'll come holla at you in a couple then. Like it is what it is kind of thing, but they were respectful. It's not like, no girls suck. Right. It'd be different if they were like, if Abercrombie and that example was like, we don't care about fat people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but see, that's the thing. I think they did say that. And well, that's they a problem. They did. I think they. I'm, I'm gonna find that's out. Then that is a problem. But I don't think that they yes. are required to provide their services to everyone. The problem that I, I have, especially being somebody who's championing for inclusivity in cycling, is when mm-hmm. folks claim to be inclusive and and mm. are not. That's what pisses me off when you're like, oh, our stuff's for everybody. And I'm like, well, I don't see my folks. So, <laughs> right. And it's like, who are you, when you say everybody, who's at this table of yeah, everybody? Who are, who are these, who are these people? <laughs> who, who are the other who people these, who that don't you talk about? <laughs> who are the people that are not you? <laughs> Tell me. Cause I just Tell see me folks that look just like you skinny white folks. That's who I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, else we, who else we serving here? <laughs> Skinny white folks. Aisha can't. Aisha can't. She mm -mm. Mm. the way your gluteus maximus is set up. What's booty in the pants? You gotta. You just gotta. (laughs) 
It's the strong muscles helps get you up them hills. Shit. You need them. You need them. Oh, you know. Yeah. I do feel maybe a smaller behind would help me get up faster though. <laughs> <laughs> See, but then you wouldn't be as fun to draft behind. So perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> I guess you've never been behind yourself, but uh I have. And during the polar vortex, <laughs> your behind saved me. <laughs> your behind <laughs> saved me for some wins. It was great. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> oh man. All right. So yeah, I Oof. I don't know. I guess we just have a long way to go. I don't even have a like solution. I just we just had some things we needed to get off our chest and uh and I think for me, at the end of the day, it's just, if you're, when you're unsure about something, either inform yourself, because it is 2018, this is the age of information, it hey, is out there. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not quite. It's so cap. Google that for you. Anyhow, <laughs> um, it. Oh, and let's say this is a more personal thing where you're just going to be in a group setting and you're meeting a bunch of folks and you're like, "Holy cow!" You know, this is such a diverse group of people. I come from tiny city in Arkansas. I've, you know, this makes me think of the real world. Remember when they would have like folks from small towns that have never seen black people in real life. Um, I, so I just imagine Not like, for nothing, you know, in like on the West coast, I do feel like a lot of those babies had seen a black person for the first time, the way they were looking at me. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, when you were doing the music with them or just babies anywhere. I just like, mm, I'm, the first black I'm right. your first black person. Ain't I? Yeah. I've been a couple babies. First black people. Hello. Uh, <laughs> it's like, hi, I am your, I'm your first. <laughs> um, but no, like, let's say you've, for whatever, you know, let's say you don't live in a diverse city or you have not encountered people of, you know, diverse backgrounds and so forth. Just be respectful. That's it. That is all. Just That's be respectful. And when in doubt, let's say we're talking about, you know, you don't, you don't want to misgender someone. Just call someone by their name. Like, hello. Haven't we been doing that since kindergarten? Like, come on, son. Mm -hmm. You got this. You got this. And I don't know, yeah. be like Fridays. Actually, choose whether or not you want to be like Fridays. Because, well, I, I can't mean, think of many instances where you don't need to be like Fridays, to be honest with you. Really? Like, yeah, really. I guess, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm less. All right. I'll give you an example. I, where I currently work, everyone's white. Mm -hmm. We, on rare occasion have a customer, a black customer. What I say mm -hmm. on rare occasion, I want to say since I've been there for seven months, we have had less than three. So let's say, and I know all of them, mm -hmm. if that, and if they were describing him to me, if they would say his name and I'm like, nope, don't know his name. They described his bike. Nope. Don't know his bike. And then they were like the black guy. I know the black guy. Like, there's only been three. Like, I know yeah. who the black guy is. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I mean, what are they going to say? He's 5'8", about 200 pounds. Like, I guess my point is there's a time and a place and choose wisely. When in doubt, don't do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when in doubt, don't do it. All right. I can, I can deal with that. Yeah, you can't decide what's going to offend somebody and what's not going to offend somebody. And it, God forbid you do offend somebody, 
just apologize and we'll all move forward. Don't stand up for your ignorance. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't stand up for your ignorance. Don't do I appreciate it. that. Actually, I had that moment today at um today where someone said something, they were describing a situation and they were uh suggesting a solution and they were, you know, sort of joking and their solution uh was it involved the word princess and I was like, "Wait a minute, that's sexist." And they're like, "Wait, is it? My bad." And then they correct they self-corrected. And then they continued on. I mean, I'm not giving you much context, but the point is that I'm trying to get at is when you realize when you're called out for your ignorance, like Aisha just said, don't try and defend your ignorance. Accept it, learn from it, and move on. Now, if you think you're not ignorant, let's have a healthy discussion. Why the heck not? Like, just don't call nobody out their name, don't talk about nobody's mama, and we're gonna be all right. Let's have a discussion. <laughs> I mean, better, better, easier said than done, it seems. And when in doubt, just mind your own business. Just mind. Just mind There's that business. too. That's just, that's just a joke. Just like in kindergarten. See, it all goes back to being kindergartners. Otherwise, like, you end up like the dinosaurs yourself, and you really will be extinct. Do I really need to know what gender that person is? Do I really? You never like, do. You actually never need to know. Mind your own business. It ain't got nothing to do with you. You never need to know someone's gender. You never do. Like, give me one example when you you need to know someone's gender, Aisha. I mean, I feel like if I was going to have the relations, I might want to know. Uh, well, yeah. <clears throat> no, no, future Aisha. Future I Aisha. Said, you ask me right now, you, and I feel like right now, <laughs> Fair enough. I might want to know. But future Aisha? Future Aisha might not want to know. But, but, but we, not, but you know. She's not here exactly. yet. Exactly. Right now, we like the dinosaurs are gonna be extinct if we don't if we don't get Tyrone. our act together. <laughs> Tyrone, Tyrannosaurus Rex is the original Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> Do you think a man named Tyrone discovered the Tyrannosaurus Rex? And we are moving on to forty-five. <laughs> that is the end of our discussion. <laughs> Fine. Um, I'm gonna rapid fire this because we've been at it for a while. Um, yeah. So, oh right. So basically, our president, because you know, I, I try so hard to be respectful, as respectful as possible, even though he doesn't really deserve our respect, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But our president, you know, he came to town this week, and they shut down schools for him. Why did they shut down the schools? They shut down the highways and stuff, and they shut down the schools because the traffic was going to be so bad, I think. Hmm. So in order to alleviate people being on the road because they had to get their kids, they just shut down the schools. So wow, we didn't go to school on, was it Monday the game was? Whenever the national football game was, the college football game. Hmm. So yeah, um, and there's that. Uh, and... I don't, I'm not sharing this tweet. I'm done with his tweets. Um, basically, he was trying to ask why African-American people um, aren't more grateful to him. Excuse me? Um, okay, so, the, okay, I'll say the tweet. So, African-American unemployment is the lowest ever recorded in our country. The Hispanic unemployment rate dropped a full point in the last year and is close to the lowest in recorded history. Dems did nothing for you but get your vote. Never forget at, at Fox and Friends. And the um, hashtag is never forget? Isn't that for elephants? <laughs> I thought it was for 9-11, but you know. Wait, I'm sorry. My bad. Isn't it for 9-11? Wow. 
and also for elephants, I guess. But now that's just a t-shirt. My thing is, I don't completely disagree with him here. Like, I don't believe that the Democrats do the most for us either. But I sure ain't voting for the. I want to have a future conversation on politics Mm -hmm. in general, Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm. You know, liberals, progressives, conservatives, oh, we'll be here Republicans. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna all that. No, no, we're gonna have an outline. We gonna we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna put have a pin in that. Okay. Yeah. So the next thing, um, I believe this is a this is your forty five news. So. 45's administration has ended temporary immigration status for over 2,000 Salvadorans. 200,000. 200,000. And the reason that they had this uh, temporary status, which had been renewed by Bush, the son, and by Obama, was because of natural disasters that had occurred in El Salvador. And El Salvador, by the way, for the people in the back, is in Central America. Um, and he, yeah, he's, I was going to say he's reneging, but he's not renewing their status. Now, interestingly enough, last week, or if it was a couple weeks ago, when um, 45 had made his statement about Israel and Jerusalem and no one else was siding with him on that one. Everyone was like, what are you talking about? What you doing? Honduras, which is where my mom was from, agreed with him with 45's very unpopular opinion about Israel and Jerusalem. And everyone's like, why is, why are they agreeing with him? Cause I don't agree with his ass, but what it comes down to, or what people were theorizing, I believe it was economists actually, they were theorizing that the reason why Honduras would be siding with 45 on this was because of immigration, because of how many Hondurans are in this country and that, yeah, who are um, on temporary visas and things of that sort, or residents and not yet citizens, and how if they don't side with him, that he could just as easily say, off with your heads and you need to get off, get out of my country. The El Salvadorans will have, or Salvadorans, Salvadoreños have until mm-hmm. 2019, I believe, um, before their, uh, I don't I believe it's visas will expire or residency. But just to say, you know, if, if you never play, watch House of Cards, there's a lot of truth to this, you know, one hand washing the other kind of foolishness, which is where you'll have countries such as my beloved Honduras talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, Israel, Jerusalem, yeah, yeah, whatever you say, 45, because they recognize that he has the power to have, you know, the over, I believe for Honduras, it's over 400,000 Hondurans that are in this country on temporary visas and so forth. And it's like, you know, we can't sustain having them go back to the country. Oh, and with the Salvadorans, which I'm sure is similar to Hondurans, the economy in El Salvador would suffer greatly because so many families in El Salvador, at least according to this Times article that I read, rely on the income they receive by their families that are stateside that send money back home to El Salvador. So it'll have a grand economic impact in addition to obviously population influx and things of that sort. But 
yeah, I thought I needed to share that about 45. And also, as we all know and heard, well, we don't know, but we heard Oprah's very rousing speech during the, what was that called? The Golden Globes, mm-hmm. the Oscars, the Grammys. I don't know, the one with the, the gold. Oh, yes, yeah, the Globes. So, yeah, the Golden Globes. Um, 45 mentioned that he could beat Oprah in a presidential race. See, the first time I had read the title of the article, I thought he just said he could beat her in a race, like they were going to run. And I was like, hmm, I wonder who would win <laughs> in a foot race. You know Oprah's low-key fit, though. <laughs> right, though? Because you know. Don't even front. Like, Oprah don't be walking through her massive garden every morning. Look at her, <laughs> her, her Apple Watch. She <laughs> is fit, Okay. Oprah is actually on my vision board. She okay. has an arm around Kanye. But did you um, notice? I'm sorry. Did you notice that Stedman said something? Like wait, Stedman what? was like, "Oh, she's really considering it." People have offered to be her campaign manager. I'm like, does Stedman ever speak? Wait, Stedman spoke. I need. To, I don't even know what his voice sounds like. Whoa. I'm gonna look up. The I mean, it might have been like a written thing. I didn't hear his oh. voice, but I heard that he. What said does he something. sound like? Is he preserving his he voice? Is he a singer? That he made a statement or something. And I. Oh, did you see the memes where they were like, "When you when know you you're about to be the first lady." First, yep. <laughs> did you see the ones of the Rock where they were like, "When you know, um, when you're really considering running for vice president, because you know he's trying to run for president or whatever." Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. He's having yeah. a good year. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's only January 10th, but uh, yeah. All right. So um, anyway. for Fix It Black Jesus, there was a uh, basketball league in... <clears throat> I actually don't remember where it was, but it was, a, it was like a recreation team, I believe, mm-hmm. of children... Oh, Ohio Middle School. Okay. So Mm -hmm. these children had, their team name was Wet Dream Team, first of all, which highly inappropriate for middle school. And Middle school? Oh my gosh, I thought they were high schoolers. Wet Dream Team. The Wet Dream Team. I can't. Um, Who was your mama? (laughs) But see, that is just inappropriate. That ain't. Mm-hmm. That's not offensive. That's just inappropriate. Where they lost mm-hmm. me is when they had on the back of their jerseys where names go, like instead of mm-hmm. McGowan or Solis, it said mm-hmm. Negro, as in K N E E G R O W, but you know they meant Negro. No. And the other one said Coon. Now, I don't know who thought this was funny. But now, was not. the person wearing it Amarosa? Because otherwise, I don't understand why they would have a jersey. This is Laura, cool. that is unacceptable. <laughs> she would not be wearing come for me Amarosa come for me come for me chacho chacho brother anyway any- I don't See, know what none that's- of that means uh, <laughs> shit neither do I anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're expressions you just you say them in the right moment alright chacho is short for muchacho it means child there we go and then Brother, you know, brother, but like with a thick accent. Oh, so, yeah. anyway. Okay. All right. Okay. See, I'm the, I was in the what back. Was the back. I was in the back because I was like, she's very passionate about whatever she's saying, but I have no idea what it is. All right. So, yes. So, Negro and Coon on the back of these jerseys, number 13 oh. and number six. Now, no. why? Who? You know, Wait, they were on the boys. news, though? Who reported it? How did they, they know? Were, these little boys did not print these up themselves. I refuse to believe that they did. Right? So oh, what, actually, 
That oh, makes yeah, me think article, of it. Says you're talking eight, nine layers of people and adults seeing these jerseys and thinking it's just a joke. Like, how did they get to the point where they were allowed to walk out on the court? And then when they got out on the court and people were like, "Nah, this ain't gonna work," they were asked. They were they were they were not allowed to play. They were told they couldn't play. Um, so somebody stepped up, thankfully, but they gave this apology of. Um, we sincerely apologize to anyone who was offended by the jerseys. We we offered to cover them up or change. However, the league saw fit to remove us, and we have accepted that decision. I'm sorry. We apologize if you were offended. Don't be coming to me with a conditional ass apology. You better kiss my. Mm, all right, moving they didn't on. Say if they said to anyone that was offended, not. Oh, but right. still, they could have just been like, but "Still, you it know, was unacceptable. What we did was unacceptable. See, like." <clears throat> Mm. It was not okay. We shouldn't have done that. See, that's we now that's another generation that has to die. You see that? That's another generation that has to die, Aisha. We, we are on our way to being dinosaurs. Also to cut it up, cover it up, Laura. Like, no, you should offer to never get a maid. Moving on to thing, other things that Jesus needs to fix. Black Jesus. Oh, um, right. We, I think we spoke about this a few months ago. Maybe not. Maybe it was just in my head. But anyway, um, there's this white man who is suing Google. His name is James Damore. He's suing Google for discriminating against conservative white men. Why? Um, he was fired after he had written this um, letter about how women shouldn't be in tech and how Google and their need for diversity is actually harming the company. Had you heard about this? This was a few months ago. Yeah. I um, it was a really big deal. And he was fired. And now, now, interestingly enough, Google is being sued for discriminating against white males or conservative white males in particular. And they're of course also being sued for not being diverse enough. So yeah, we'll see which one of those cases they win. (laughs) Right. They're on both ends of that. Um, Oh wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Oh no, that's actually all I have for black Jesus. Get two lawsuits. (laughs) (laughs) Not one, but two. Talk yes. about respectability politics. Right, though. Anyhow. Um, okay, so now, in good news, in Black Creatives, I don't know what that was. It's happening to me right in front of... I'm sorry, I thought we were... Oh, okay. Um, Essence Magazine is now 100% Black. Oh, but you know who owns it? Mr. Shea I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to let it rock. We don't want to talk about it. Let's go to the next thing. I know. Go to the next thing. I'm going to let it rock. At least he's black. I'm going to let it And I also learned something about Shea Moisture, though. I learned. See, no, no, no. I have to fact check that when Shea Moisture did that commercial, Mm -hmm. it was after Shea Moisture had been sold to a white-owned company. Mm Mm-hmm. So they fire all the black I, people working for them. I'm pretty sure that's not what had happened, <laughs> but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like that informed the decision or okay. at least influenced. I've decided to decision. not talk about it. Please move on to the next. Creative. I'm sorry. Moving on. <laughs> I, okay. Aisha, you need to figure out how to play music in our podcast like maybe it could be like an exit song kind of thing because i always be having music and like the people need to hear the songs this is a throwback from like 2013 
-hmm. It's Janelle Monae's uh, Queen uh, okay. featuring Erykah Badu. And I was... Actually, I'm not exactly sure how or why, but I think I must have just had my iPod on shuffle. iPod. I must have had my phone on shuffle. And I just got hype. I was at work and I was like, yes, girl. Yes. And I especially love when Jonelle, uh, Jonelle sorry for changing your name, uh, when Janelle's like, even if it makes others uncomfortable, I will love who I am. It was like an affirmation. And I was like, yes, girl. And I felt like just going in the mirror and saying the same thing to myself. But I just let her say it for me. And I just need everyone to hear this song. It is a very strong-willed song. And we are all queens. That is all. Okay. Oh, wait, that's not all. I got one more thing for Black creatives. Okay. Um, There was... I haven't watched the movie yet. Okay. I don't know if it's accessible to me, but Aisha can find anything on the internet. So maybe Aisha will find it for me. Oh, I've um, already tweeted about this film. <laughs> did, did you watch it? No, not yet. Oh, okay. I'm like, did, did you find it? But yeah, there was um, a wedding party too that broke Nigeria's opening weekend record with a massive $73 million box office haul. Like this is huge for Nigeria because, um, you know, just any country, if you will, that's not the United States seems to, I don't want to say struggle, but, you know, in order to have their own artists in even their own country's respective limelight, um, because America just be trying to take over everybody's shit, um, the United States of America. And I always make that distinction because we have the United States of America, Central America, South America, North America, which America are you talking about? I'm just saying. Anyhow, so Nigeria's Wedding Party 2 broke this record. And I just think that's amazing because it featured Nigerian actors. That's a huge freaking deal because this means that people are, in Nigeria in particular, are able to, you know, create their own commerce with their own people, which means what? It's sustainable. So, I just love that people are loving themselves. And in this case, that Nigeria is loving other Nigerians. And Al, go black people. Okay, those are all my black creatives. Yay. Do you have any black creatives? Of course I do. Black Panther on February 16th. <laughs> oh gosh. All righty. Okay. I'm hearing that people are going to dress up in their best yeah. Wakanda outfits. I'm like, wait. I am considering it? it. I don't have one, but I, I have time. I because it's February 16th, so we got mm -hmm. time. You're right. You're right. My mom in New, in New Jersey, and I'm determined to find my sewing machine and I can make my own little outfit. A very way you're going to make it. Oh. oh, your mom didn't make you traditional outfits when you were little. Uh, she made my clothes, like she made dresses and stuff for me. No, but my mom would mm. dress me and my sister up in like these like African dresses and always came with Oh, I hated it. I hated are there it. photos? I'm sure somewhere, but I haven't seen any in my adult life. Um, yeah, those were the days. Um, wait yes. a minute, Aisha. Why did I just Google Wakanda outfit and there's a white lady? No, from okay, Shit. and that is the end of our show. <laughs> <laughs> but how we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> Oh, man. You have anything else, Lara? Um, thanks for continuing to slide in our DMs on the Instagrams and on the Facebooks and on the Twitter life and all that. 
Uh, please continue to do so and comment, rate, subscribe. Please, yeah, please do that. Tell your friends, your mama and them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can tell your mama and them. They can find us at Fix It Black Jesus on Twitter, Facebook, and the Instagrams. And you can find us on the emails at fixitblackjesus at gmail.com or at our website, fixitblackjesus.com. And you can find our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher, and anywhere else you find podcasts. I think that's it. That's all I got. Who are you? Lara Solis. And I'm Aisha McGowan. And this is Fix It Black Jesus. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Please fix it, Black Jesus. All right. Google Beans. <laughs>